This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits via online course modules. To access these and for more information, visit our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.com backslash CME-courses, or simply click on the link in our show notes and create an account. So we'll talk a little bit about differential diagnosis of ST elevations and use this visual prompt. Can someone point out what they see on the CKG? Inferior elevations. So these oh, are B2. these are your anteroseptal leads, two and three. Never right? Mind, instead of B two. Right. Good. So you see ST segment elevations and lead, perhaps V one, V two, V three. You want to quantify them, especially if you're considering an ST elevation MI in the appropriate setting. Clearly, this is what it could represent based on the case. It's not going to be that. So you want to quantify that. You could say that this is about two boxes. Do you guys know what the relatively new clinical guidelines are for ST elevations for myocardial infarction? Males over, what, 35 has to be two, and females it has to be like one and a half or something like that? Yeah, so males over 40, two. If they're under 40, it's actually higher, which is sort of makes sense because it makes it more specific for that diagnosis. So it's two and a half boxes, and for females, it's one and a half. Everywhere else, it's two contiguous leads of one box. So... Going back to the case, this person had an MI two weeks ago, and then they came in and were being evaluated for some atypical chest pain. As far as the differential diagnosis, you can consider, you know, another STEMI. Some things that go against it are the T waves are not especially peaked. And one notable feature of this is that this patient has Q waves anteroseptally as well. And if I showed you the inferior leads, there would be no reciprocal changes in 2-3 AVF, which you generally expect with an anteroseptal MI. So what are other things that you've seen as ST elevation? Electrolyte abnormalities. So yeah, sometimes potassium abnormalities. It could be a finding that you see later on. You see usually peak T waves initially for hyperkalemia, but you can see some ST elevation. So electrolyte abnormalities. Did you say endo or peri? Endo. Endo. So generally it's actually peri uh, or myocarditis. Endocarditis can sometimes give you first-degree AV block uh, as a manifestation, uh, but doesn't usually give you ST changes. And the way I think of that is it's sort of that inner endothelium and not transmural like a myocarditis or not outside where the vessels would get irritated like the pericardium. So pericarditis would be a classic sort of two weeks. You know, you can get an autoimmune pericarditis. Usually the hallmark of that is diffuse ST segment elevation and diffuse PR interval depression, so like there. Um, so it's a good thought, not in this case, this patient. Could be something incidental, like Brigada syndrome. The things that we see otherwise oftentimes are people with bundle branch blocks or LVH, so they would have sort of morphology criteria. But in this patient, two weeks out, Q waves here, and this SD segment elevation, they had a left ventricular aneurysm. Typically that would occur with previous STEMIs. Usually it's anteroseptal. And then the characteristic of it is that they're sort of Q-waved out there, and then they still have some current of injury. And that, that would be present sort of indefinitely in that patient. Just a little side note on LV aneurysms. If they're big enough, then they have to be anticoagulated because you can form a thrombus that embolizes and give you a stroke. Certain areas of that could be arrhythmogenic. You can get CHF. So there are some surgical options if the aneurysm becomes very significant or ICD options if the patient has certain characteristics like 
you know, episodes of VTAC or syncope. So hopefully that gives you a sense of the more wide differential of ST elevations. In this particular case, it's a case of a left ventricular aneurysm. Cool. Any questions? The Emergency Medical Minute would like to thank our sponsor, Swedish Medical Center, for helping fund our nonprofit organization and make this podcast possible. Donations are essential to our organization to cover operational costs and fund the creation of our online courses offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits. So if you enjoy our show, and if you're able to make a one-time or recurring donation towards our organization, any amount is helpful. Please click the link in our show notes to make a donation. Thank you for listening.